By adding Josh Downs on day two of the 2023 NFL Draft, did the Indianapolis Colts do enough to round out the supporting cast for rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson? How does his supporting cast situation compare to C.J. Stroud's, Bryce Young's, and even Will Levis's? We'll discuss all of that next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your favorite and daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout with the Draft Network and your favorite and local running back guru. And I can't talk about championship rings and things without my boy, the champ himself, Mr. LSU, Keith Sanchez. You can find him on Twitter at the Talent Code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in, man. This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network, and yes, 2019 national champ. But DP, the reason why we're here, the reason why we're here is to bring championship-level content surrounding the NFL draft. And like we say, man, the draft don't stop, right? There's always more draft prospects. But then we also have to follow up on what just happened in the draft, right? And what happened was, was this, DP. We had a we had three rookie quarterbacks with in what four in the top what forty picks right. We had quarterbacks selected, but then they also had weapons that were drafted with them right. Like the general manager said, "Hey, we have to get these guys some help, man." So with Bryce Young, we had Jonathan Mingle right with the Carolina Panthers. Then we had C.J. Straw right. There was there was Tank Dell drafted for him with the Houston Texans. Anthony Richardson right. Josh Downs was selected to help him out. So we want to talk about. The, the rookie QB situations, rank them and talk about the supporting cast, right? Starting with the rookie wide receiver and how he can immediately help that rookie quarterback out heading into the first year. Keith, before we even get into those guys, I want to give an honorable mention. This guy wasn't, he was drafted last year, but his quarterback was drafted this year. And that's Tennessee's uh, Traylon Burks fitting with uh, quarterback Will Levis out of Kentucky. Keith, of course, Ryan Tannehill still there. Not really sure who if, if they're going to allow, you know, Will Levis to battle for that starting job. I would assume so since you drafted in the second round, like legit early. I think they moved up for him as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, Keith, how do you like for what we saw for Traylon Burks as a rookie wide receiver? How do you what are your thoughts in terms of him fitting with Will Levis's and his skill set for what we saw from him on tape as a prospect? I actually think what Traylon Burks does what best fits with what Will Levis does, right? Traylon Burks was not a precise route runner. He was not this guy that was very detailed with running routes. But one thing it was, he had that build-up momentum speed, and he was an excellent jump ball catcher, right? Like you're talking about the 50-50 football, it was 80-20 with him. This guy was physical. He attacked the ball, attacked the ball at his highest point. And what do we say about Will Levis? Man, this guy has a rocket arm, right? So I just consistently think about – play action, bootleg type situations. Will Levis is able to get depth. He's able to roll out right to a strong arm, launch that thing 50 yards to Traylon Burks, right? Traylon Burks is excellent at tracking the football, go up and get it. And that's kind of your big play wide receiver, right? So I think that's where this is going to fall for 
uh, Will Levis and with the utilization of Traylon Burks is like, man, push the guy vertical, right? You find a route runner, find somebody else to run routes, but let this guy be your big play wide receiver, push him vertical, let him use that big body, let him get down the field, let him track the football, come down with it. And then now there's an explosive element to the Tennessee Titans and this passing game. Keith, I, I love that, and I want to add some numbers to it for context, right? In 2022, Will Levis uh, attempted 39 passes of 20-plus yards downfield, completed 16, so that's 41%, uh, averaged about 14 yards per attempt, one touchdown to two interceptions, Keith. And, and, and that kind of, you know, that's kind of been his big – even though he's got the big arm, he's never been a true so- deep ball thrower. I, I I agree, but I think this is the thing, too. When you look at his receiver core at Kentucky, right, they've been relatively smaller wide receivers, right? You talk about Wondell Robinson in 2021, and then the guys that he have now with, a, with two, I think it was two freshmen, right? Yeah. With, and they're not big body guys. They may be like six foot 190. Traylon Burks is 6'2", 230, right? So this guy has a wide catch radius. So I'm just expecting not for it to turn all the way around, right? But oh, I am yeah. expecting those numbers to elevate just because of who he's throwing the football to. No, 100%. That, that's why I, I wanted to bring context to it, is because, to your point, Traylon Burks' size and catch radius, which we saw on display at the NFL level, not just we did, you know, during the time at Arkansas, it translated. And I think that would be a big help to Will Levis whenever he does step on the field, Keith. But, you know, John, you talked about Jonathan Mingo and Bryce Young. You got the first overall pick, and Mingo was one of the first receivers off the board on day two. He would. They, I think they they yeah, they, they, they grabbed Timmy like they second round. Yeah, they were aggressive. They put they picked him up in the second round. But DP, because I, I, it's it's we can have the discussion right, but I think with these wide receivers that were selected, talking about Jonathan Mingo, talking about Josh Downs, um, and um, and Tank Dell, right? I, we can talk about them, but I think we have to kind of incorporate the rest of the core too and what what is that going to mean right like in the role so let's discuss start with the top right Bryce Young Jonathan Mingle how do you view that pairing along with the rest of the Carolina Panthers wires well you know just passing you know options receiving options yeah whether that's running backs tight ends and wide receivers how do you view Jonathan Mingle and how will he help Bryce Young man I I think he helps Bryce Young He, he gives him that that what he's a height, weight, speed prospect, right? 6'2, yeah. 220, 4'4, jump with 40 inches in the vert or something close to that. Explosive guy in a big body. And that's not something that Bryce is even used to. It's kind of similar to Tua, where Tua had the four Lambos. He had guys who separated. He didn't have a lot of big body options that you throw the back shoulder phase to, to that you throw the 50 50 balls to in the red zone that you can isolate and throw the, and throw the fade to, right? So now the, he, uh, Jonathan Mingo gives him. Another option because he still he also will be throwing to Hayden Hurst in the middle of the field, you know, as a tight end spot that they signed this year. And then your boy TMD TMJ Terrace Marshall Jr., who's another big body guy. And then you throw um, you know, DJ Chark, who's also another taller guy, who's more of the deep, like the pure deep threat, the stretch the field type with Adam Thielen. And I think they have Shy Smith as well to kind of work the slot. So I think you know, we always talk about building your your why should you call like a basketball team? I think that they're kind of doing that. They have their quote unquote center and power forward. They have their 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 kind of slashing guards in terms of the slot guys, right? And then they got their their three point shooter, which is um, right now DJ Chark. So it's, I right. think it's set up pretty pretty good uh, or, or well enough together for for Bryce Young. I think they've set it up pretty well. 
Yeah, no, I, I'm so I'm interested to see, like you said, because just of the different bo- variants of in body types and things like that, and then just you know knowing Bryce Young last year at Alabama, he had a bunch of small wide receivers, right? That's not the case with this Carolina Panthers team. These are bigger guys. Like all of these guys are are plus six foot and plus two hundred pounds, right? DJ Chalk may be right on the edge of that, but you know he can play at two hundred pounds. So I think that's that's the fun part when you when you look at this Carolina Panthers team is like, okay, what can Bryce Young do with this this skill set that you know the Carolina Panthers have, and they provided him from a receiver option. But DP, look, man, we went through two guys, right? But we still have two left when we're talking about Anthony Richardson, right? And his pairing with Josh Downs. And then we still have to talk about CJ Stroud and his pairing with Tank Dell. So coming up next, man, we're going to address the CJ Stroud, the Houston Texans, the Tank Dell, and the supporting cast and just talk about some of the things we like, don't like, and, and just kind of discuss the details of that situation. What is the number one sports book in America? It's FanDuel. And guys, right now, make you can make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs. It's time to make some money. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right. You heard me correctly. $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. What I really love about FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, they have great promotions every single day. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you get paid instantly. I will say it again. You get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. We have this conference finals right now, guys. So you getting getting geared up for that. So you want to go ahead and get your bets in. So just go to uh go and visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel is the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Anthony Richardson. And Josh Downs, Keith, him that that situation it's very this and I mean, it's crazy they're in the same division <laughs> like uh, you know going to the Colts and then you got Houston, both teams the Colts and the Texans drafted their quarterbacks top four right mm-hmm. top five yep but then they also went in the third round and grabbed themselves a slot receiver for both of these young quarterbacks Keith and for me I love I love both fits. You know, I've, I've, I've been on record saying it, that C.J. Stroud was the best pure pocket passer, just best pure passer in this class, over A. Rich, over Levis, over Bryce for me, all of that. I've also been on record saying my favorite quarterback in this class is Anthony Richardson because I know what I saw on tape, and I know that his traits will translate. It translates to the field, and his ceiling is nobody matches his ceiling in this class. Not a Will Levis, no one else. This young man has everything you want, all the things that we know, from a scouting perspective, we call it the uncoachables, the unteachables. He has those things, right? So when you look at these two situations, Keith, how do you view them when it turns out these two slot receivers going to these two passers? Yeah, all right. Let's let's start with the Houston Texans. Let's start with CJ Straw. Let's start with Tank Dell. Um, the skill set of Tank Dell we know is extremely explosive. So I just think about this, man. Those option routes, right? Working in the middle of the field. And then also with this, man, CJ Straw is a hell of a deep ball thrower. Like he, like you talked about him being one of the, the best pure passer. So when he when he lets that thing go, man, like it, it's a pretty football and it's accurate. Like we've seen some big time throws. So I even think about deep crosses with Tank Dell. So there's gonna be so many different things that they'll be able to do with Tank Dell. But like I said, DP, when we talked about you know Will Levis, um, you know, in the last segment, we're talking about supporting cast, right? And I, I pull up and they have Robert Woods, right? 
They have Nico Collins. They have John Mechie. Uh, Xavier Hutchison will be thrown into that. Dalton Schultz, right? So the, and the reason I'm bringing those up is that I don't think Tank Dell has to play multiple roles for C.J. Straw, right? You can give him maybe two things that he does really well, and he'll be able to provide that. So if he's just slot wide receiver, let him do that. Then if he's just explosive playmaker, like I'm, and we talked about this a little bit, and I, he reminds me of a Deshaun Jackson light. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying he's Deshaun Jackson, but they're probably very similar when it comes to measurables. I think that they, I think Deshaun Jackson was like 165 pounds, right? He just might've been 5'10", and Tank Dell is 5'8". So, if, you know, you're talking about an inch and a half, essentially, or something like that. But he reminds me of that. So when you think about, you know, the best usage of Deshaun Jackson, it was when he was pushing vertical, running those post routes, right? Or like I just told about with Traylon Burks, man, those bootlegs, push the ball vertical. And I think he's going to have, a great purpose for um CJ Stroud. And then this is the other thing. Tank Dale attacks the ball in the air, right? Like he's a guy that goes and get it. So I, I don't once they get to camp and CJ Stroud is able to figure out his skill set, which you know we've heard that he told them, hey, go draft Tank Dale for me, right? Don't know how true that story is. But if it's that true, that means CJ is already familiar with this game. So I like it from that perspective, DP of Give him, because of the supporting cast, right, give him two roles, let him be your explosive guy, right, work the middle of the field and then push vertical, and it's gonna, I think it's, it's going to fit perfectly. No, Keith, and you talked about the deep ball, right, for, for C.J. Stroud, and just with the numbers, Keith, over, you know, 50.8, almost 51% of completion percentage on 61 attempts, you know, of 20-plus yards downfield. 12 touchdowns to two interceptions, Keith. He was a sniper out there. Yes, he had Omeka, Buka, and Marvin Harrison. I get it. I know a lot of people try to use to knock him, but this young man was accurate on all three levels, and I love that. But I'm going I'm to I'm throw out there uh, one name on that offense that I think C.J. Stroud could have a big impact on, Nico Collins. You know what I mean? Uh, just that big body outside, that X receiver that I think C.J. can help unlock this young man because it'll be the first good quarterback he's had probably since high school, Keith, because he didn't have many good quarterbacks at Michigan. So, like, and he had Davis Mills to start the time off at, at, at Houston. So this will be the first quarterback he's had that's probably good since, you know, some time in high school, man. So I'm excited to see that situation, Keith. But I'm going to flip over to Indy. And, and, and you talk about, like, perfect fit. Keith, I, I've, I've used Josh Downs as a perfect fit to this off. He To me, he was a missing piece. You had all these towers. Oh, oh. I'm, no, I'm I'm so happy for you to get into this because people are gonna with Anthony Richardson are gonna talk about completion percentage, right? Like that's that's mm-hmm. that's a thing, and then they're gonna talk about we didn't see him work the middle of the field a lot, right? Like Anthony Richardson film, it wasn't focused on one thing. Like I, I think when you watched it, you seen a little bit of everything, right? Like you seen yeah. like a wide array of of just everything. <laughs> And but you know it was also inconsistent. So Josh Down, slot wide receiver, guy that's not a four, three speed guy. Right. But he has good speed. You know, his short area quickness is really good. What you, and with those slot wide receivers, historically, you've had to be accurate with them, right? Because it's it's tight windows and things like that. So how do you feel Anthony Richardson merging with that situation? Like, is he capable of using a guy like Josh Downs because we, we didn't see it or, you know, the people are going to push against that notion because they're going to talk about accuracy. I want to get your opinion on it. No, I, I think he can, Keith. And, and like you said, just to kind of look at the whole spectrum, the context to that completion percentage thing, 
Florida was a deep shot like type of offense. Like I think he he was third, I believe, in the in the entire like college football landscape until the yards per attempt and almost 15 yards per attempt in all of FBS. And it's like they didn't really like he, you know, he had to learn how to read mesh concepts and stuff like that and be patient with the ball and come off of reads and stuff. First year starter, it, it happens. I do think that he can get the ball to us, Josh Downs, and especially with all those weapons, having Alec Pierce as your Z and then having Michael Pittman as the X. And who, who Michael Pittman also goes into the slot. It's like a power slot for them as well. But then you right. go to 12 personnel with Jelani Woods and um Moore Mo Alley Cox. Bunch of six four, six six, big body guys that I, I expect to see some high low reads in the middle of the field, Keith. Where you have one of those tight ends running kind of a skinny post and pulling that that middle of the field linebacker deeper, and then you have the low, which is the catch and run opportunity to a Josh Downs. I expect to see some of that, and I think if you do that with them and and, and those boys, and it goes back to even just minicamp, they talked about it, man. Yeah, well, you know, first night, the night before practice, we're out in the parking lot throwing the ball to each other, right. just kind of trying to build that chemistry. And 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 Josh sounds like, man, he's got an arm, like he's got his arm is crazy. So it's like those boys already getting their 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 footing together. And, and like you said, just coming in together as rookies, it, it bodes well typically because it's like you're new, I'm new, we can really get this thing together. We're gonna study the playbook together, all of that stuff, man. I think they, I think this is a really really great fit. In terms of adding Josh Downs to this offense, because they had a bunch of like high, no high catch, uh, you know, helmet or higher 50 50 ball type of guys, Keith, that can body body defenders, but they didn't have a true route runner that can separate and work the shorter portion of the field. Yeah. And and like I said, my my initial conversation about the accuracy thing, I think that's the thing I'm going to pay most attention to, right? Not saying that I don't think Anthony Richardson is accurate, but just what we didn't see at Florida. Like you said, he was what, top five, top 10, and pushing the ball down the field and and, and big play shots. So just to, and I think that was an element that was missing from A. Rich's game, right? And it could have helped that completion percentage. So I think it'd be fun to see the relationship of A. Rich because when you think about this offense, you think about the pieces that they have around. You think about the run game, right? Like that slot wide receiver is so important when you're talking about, you know, RPO type situations and, you know, him being able to use Josh Downs and Josh Downs' <clears throat> ability to uncover quickly. I, I think this relationship is going to be a fun one to really pay attention to. The DP, man, we went through what we've been calling, right? The core four quarterbacks right the top four guys off the board we talked about their wide receivers we talked about the pairings we talked about how we feel about the rookie pairings with them but dp listen man the the tennessee titans right they, they've been a topic of discussion because nobody knows what they're doing right and people question if they know what they're doing and part of that is this we talked about will levis and then we talked about a, a, of the wide receiver from last year that was drafted Traylon burks but they also drafted a quarterback last year, Malik Willis, and it appears that they're already over him, right? It, it was polarizing when he didn't play last year, and I think Joshua Dobbs stepped in, and it was like week 12, 13, 14, something like that. And then it appears that they're just out on Malik Willis. So we want to talk. We want to address the situation of because this is still a young guy, right? This is a guy going into his second year in the NFL, <clears throat> has all the tools that you may possibly need, right in a quarterback big arm he's mobile um he's an electric runner that can somebody take him and mold him so coming up next man we're gonna just talk about Malik Willis and some of these teams with aging quarterbacks they may want to take a swing on him and figure it out 
Shout out to our everydayers, man. Everybody that taps in with us every single day, Monday through Friday. Yep. I want to show y'all some love before we get into this next segment, talking about Malik Willis, Keith. And I think that the, the biggest thing is, can he turn it around? And I, I will say this. We look at a Geno Smith. We, we've seen quarterbacks struggle out the gate. We've seen some and, and turn it around. We've seen quarterbacks come out firing as rookies. And then it doesn't last, right? So it's, it's all about finding the fire that is sustainable. Tennessee was such a weird situation for Malik because Tennessee offense is it's just bad. It's just downright yeah, bad. Like, I think that's that's the part that needs to be addressed, right? The offense, like, like everything fizzled so quickly, man. Because it seemed like the year before, right? Like we're talking about this is a team, you know, tough run game, everything else, and, and they can be like kind of sneak picks for the AFC, right? Like they can, you know, they can run their way to AFC championship game and catch some people off guard because of the style of football they play. And then last year, right, it, it was the injury, what I believe to Tannehill, right? Then it was the offensive line being hurt. I think Taylor Lewan was hurt. And there was a couple other people. It was some downgrades. They traded AJ Brown. So you didn't have him anymore. This thing quickly went from a B-level roster to a D level roster right like and when i say b i'm saying b like ball and then i'm saying d like down it was not good right i, I just want people to understand I want them to get the letters confused man and so when you put malik willis in that situation a guy that has some development to do but you put him in a bad situation of course it's not going to be good we continually talk about this right that's why we wanted to pay attention to these quarterbacks right if the situation is not good usually you don't get good out like you put good in you get good out you put bad in you get bad out you put them in a bad situation you're usually going to get bad quarterback play and not only from the rookies we see that with the veteran quarterbacks right like we see that with guys that they they throw four or five thousand yards and then they come back the next year and they're throwing 2500 yards a la Dak Prescott, right? The reason why he, Amari Cooper wasn't there anymore, right? It's not the same offensive line. Ezekiel Elliott is not the same guy. So what happened? Dak Prescott, he went throwing 35 touchdowns to throwing 20 touchdowns and everybody's worrying about, he almost led the league in interceptions with him being injured for part of the year. So I think with Malik Willis, DP, there's still more there for him. I would, what I wonder with an NFL organization giving up after, you know, this soon. Because Will Levis has a strong arm, right? But Malik Willis' arm is strong enough to where you don't just draft another quarterback because he has a strong arm. So right. my my question or my, my thought process would be, how does he handle the professionalism of being a quarterback, right? Like, like what, what else is there? And I don't know if you, you know what I'm saying? Kind of seen a couple of things or, you know, just paid attention to different dynamics. Uh, what, what, what would be your opinion? Just kind of diving into that portion of it. Um, I, I felt like the speed of the game really, he, he struggled with Keith, you know, come, he played at Liberty, right? Like he, he would play power five schools every, you know, you know, maybe one or two a year, you know what I mean? Like, and, and but the, the, to play it, to play those type of teams on a week in a week basis, like if he was in the SEC, the timing or the speed wouldn't be as much of a as big of a leap for him. Where you saw him be for and Keith, we were at the at Mo, we were in Mobile last year. We saw the arm talent this kid has. Yeah, you, we know he can drive the ball, but when you watch them, you see a kid that's not confident because he doesn't know what in, like Chad Ochocinco, Chad Johnson talked about this much is NFL open, like and you can tell that. Like Malik Willis isn't he? What he didn't know that. Like he he see a guy coming open, but he still see a defender 
like on the end breaker right behind him. And instead of drilling it, he pulled it back. Yeah, you know, and, and I, I want you to continue with your point, but I want to jump in real quick. When we're talking about Malik Willis, because I remember evaluating him, right? Not struggled between a third round grade, a second round grade, because you've seen the tools, right? But then yeah. the other part was this, that every big time game, he didn't play well in. The, you know, I think in the 2021 year, or was it 2020, they played North Carolina State. I think that was a really bad game for him. Virginia Tech was a really bad game for him. And then when they played Ole Miss year before last, right? Like, that wasn't good. But you, you And that's the tough part about evaluating because it's like, well, obviously, he plays at Liberty. And they're going against, you know, like, Power 5 schools. But it's like, okay, what part do you associate to the quarterback? And what part do you associate everything else being bad around him? So, I, I just wanted to say that part, DP, because I, I agree with you, you know, from one perspective of, you know, just him with the processing. And I noticed that when the game speed turned up, they played against high competition. You didn't see a great Malik Willis. No, not not at all, Keith. Not, you know, it's crazy because you look at the Titans and you're like, man, like, and, and I've seen all the talks, like, you know, people on social media, like, yeah, no, you got to cut them. You got to get rid of them. I'm going to bring a name to the table. And, and mind you, this man is still – playing in the NFL. He's a backup, but he still has a job. Nathan Peterman threw five interceptions in the first <laughs> half of his first NFL start. What are we doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're sitting there saying that Malik Willis you're like, yeah, cut him. Some people think he, he sucks. He, I remember seeing tweets that he, he like, he was like, he's the worst uh, rookie QB I've ever seen. And I'm like, hey, there's no chance that you watch Nathan Peterman throw five right. interceptions in the first half. That's difficult to do. Let me tell you why. Because you have to throw you can't the even do that Yeah, you have to throw it, but the defenders have to catch it too. Like, so you like you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's the difficult part of it. Man, like, you, a perfect catchable pass to the defense. Yes, to the defenders. Yes, that is difficult, man. That is Come difficult. You throwing to people that can't catch the ball, man. But what are we um, doing? But no, I, I think you know, just to to you know, as we get close to wrap it up, Keith, I would throw there was there were a couple of teams that came across my mind. That I felt like you you could, you know, I would like to see him in. Number one is in your neck of the woods, the Saints. Uh, mainly because you get a veteran QB who's a team first guy. He knows, Derek Carr knows, this is my team. Malik Willis isn't coming in taking snaps from me. I don't have to be, you know, remember the, the, the quote from Tannehill? Oh, it's not my job to get him prepared and all that. What if Alex Smith took that type of approach when they when the Chiefs drafted? Patrick Mahomes. We may not have seen the best of Patrick Mahomes as early because he didn't have a, a veteran QB in the room to help the coaches get him ready, right? So I think a Derek Carr would be great for him just for his uh, understanding of the game and being a pro, right? Uh, you said it earlier, Dallas. I think not so much to take Dak Prescott's job, but just as a guy that can learn from a Dak Prescott, right, and just kind of sit behind a, a starting quarterback and that, that he knows I'm not going to play and I get to sit learn and watch right and then the other one the minnesota vikings and and, and mainly because kevin o'connell I, you I, know, like I, that, I like that risk i like with the minnesota like yeah it's it's, it's probably low risk high reward that's the type 100%. of swing that you take you know he's not playing in 2023 no if all things are healthy right if kirk Cousins stays something you know malik Wilson's is not playing you know in 2023 so guess what he gets to do he gets to sit back and learn from kirk cousins he gets to sit there and then when he finally does eventually step on the field right if they let kirk cousins walk i think after this year they're voided years in his contract Keith, justin jefferson jordan addison tj hawkinson and um 
and KJ Osborne. That's his four, top four pass catching options if he takes over the jo- starting job for the Minnesota Vikings. So if, if anything, I would love to see him in Minnesota where he could sit for a year, learn and be and be uh just be a ball of clay to a potter, right? Being formed and shaped in the image of a Kevin O'Connell, and then he can also tailor that offense as we saw with the Jalen Hurts. You've seen it with a Lamar Jackson, uh, 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 Josh Allen, you know, RG3. We've seen it, man. If you tailor the offense to the young man, to, to these to these skill set, you can find some type of success. So that's how I look at it. Plus, I think that the Vikings are clearly not going in the a direction that we expect after cutting, you know, getting ready to supposedly cut Dalvin Cook. I don't really know what's going on there in the Twin Cities, but I do believe that they are preparing themselves just in case they do let uh, Kirk Cousins walk. But, yeah, man, hey, listen, I want to see him in, in, in Minnesota. But, guys, listen, we appreciate y'all. As, as we always say, we love y'all. We, we appreciate everything, um, you know, for y'all tapping in with us. As always, you know, what we tell you, go uh, go subscribe. You know, follow and subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast uh, every day to, to tap in with us. Uh, for the everydayers, man, thank y'all for making Locked on NFL Draft uh, your first listen every day, Monday through Friday. Um, every single week, uh, go leave a five star review. We appreciate everything. Come and join the conversation to, again tomorrow, guys, because we're gonna talk more. We're gonna have some stock up, stock down, right? We're gonna have maybe some, you know, I might look at some Dane's dudes, uh, because we got 2024 summer scouting starting, guys. So I, I've already kind of de- tapped in a little bit, so I might have some takes for you in terms of Dane's dudes. Uh, but yeah, come and join the conversation again tomorrow, guys. Uh, you go on Twitter, you can find uh, Keith Sanchez at the Talent Code. I'm Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.